Yeah, I've hit that button. Yeah. Okay. Now this time, everyone follow the instructions, Jim. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. These th- I three, two, it. one. I do appreciate that you threw in. Now let's all follow the instructions, Jim. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I no, I. I get it. <laughs> God's sake. Right. You ready? Yes. I did it properly. <laughs> I did it properly. I'm very proud of you, Jim. I'm a responsible grown adult with my yeah. own trousers and a blanket over your head and socks. You weren't you weren't you weren't distracted by bodily fluids this week. I wasn't week. distracted thinking about all of the cum they've got to pipe into Westworld this week. No, I'm on the ball at last. Is that is the ball where the 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 semen <laughs> The artificial semen in the West World, is that where that comes from? It's like that, do they do they pump it into there? Or do they just have like a separate storage container in the pelvis that stores it? And so then they don't actually like risk rupturing it? Is Android cum stored in the balls? I think it's stored backstage in one gigantic Android ball. <laughs> Swollen, wiry hairs. <laughs> and they're just they've got these other little robots like the ones they have in Westworld without the skin so it's just sort of the bone white android look and they're just like like massaging it <laughs> they're just all gathered around just kneading it I'm glad we've managed to turn this into a running recurring bit it shouldn't be <laughs> it's gonna be a segment before long it shouldn't be it wasn't my idea gentle listener I mean look I'll, I'll give you this Here's your choice, listener, right? I'll, I'll give you two, two options. We can do a recurring bit about Westworld come, or we'll go back to political comments. Your choice. Your choice. I mean, you say that as if we aren't going to do both. Hey, it's... Guaranteed in this episode. Like, I'm sure they're both going to come up. It's their splash of sauce on the sausage. It's your sausage. <laughs> You can put whatever sauce you want on it, barbecue. You have mayonnaise if you want. It's a little unconventional, but it's not outside the remit of what one might expect. You can find them both in restaurants. Yeah, you can get ketchup, or you can go to the one big testicle and get some of the, the Westworld cum. Mm. If that's your source of choice. It's delicious. It tastes exactly like cum, because... And, and let's not forget as well... Oh, for God's sake. Let's not forget as well, Westworld has become so realistic they're at the point of getting robots conscious. So everything else is super realistic. So not only is the cum coming out of a gigantic testicle, it also has to go to a cum flavouring department. <laughs> so they're all a bit different. Anyway, I really do not want yeah. to link See, up. See, this is why I don't think it comes from the one big testicle, because then it would all taste the same. And how are you getting your special brand? Because you go into the flavouring department. As- Asparagus Samuel is in there, working hard. <laughs>
it starts at a base. It starts at a baseline, right? Okay, okay. And then but, it goes to have additives. Okay, okay. So if you got like, okay, okay, quick, Jimmy the Android needs some needs some cum. Quick, let's get the Jimmy flavoring. Right, in. and then so you add a little bit to the salt quotient, right? And they add a little tinge of asparagus, and off it a goes. Tiny bit of a tiny bit of pineapple, even just a little. Well, yeah, Johnny likes to compensate. It's an artisanal process. <laughs> the point is. I want to I want to get off the topic of m- Mama Nut, Mama Nut, which is what they call it, out the back of Westworld, out by the saloon. I like to think seems reasonable. If I were running Westworld, I'd just have it out in the open. There's a gigantic testicle. If you want to go have a look at that, it's just, it'd be in the town square. I'd pay to see that. Like f- fuck Westworld. Right? <laughs> right? You know, the time of the Wild West was fun and all, I'm sure, but also a lot of diarrhea. But show me the biggest ball of cum in Minnesota. Well, yeah. That's what I want to see. I want to go to Nut World. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Nut World, America's first and pray only <laughs> testicle themed park. Oh. I'm thinking of rides now, and the first one that's come to mind is imagine uh, like Space Mountain at Disney, but but you're 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 in you're you're a, you're you're cum being shot up through the dick, mm. and that's that's the ride. You get cat- shot out the top of the dick and then swirl around the roller coaster. And think of what we can pop in the gift shop: space hoppers, <laughs> snow globes. You could have um, you could have the Tower of Terror, but it's just a person riding up and down on a dick. Oh, good. Good lord, yes. And we'll get some Fortnite action figures in as well, just to, you know, mark them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've got this sorted out. So if any doctors are listening, if any doctors would like to play God um, and procure us, and let's start with one gigantic testicle, um, just to, as a test run, uh, see what we can, you know... Uh- See how durable it is, for one thing. Like, can we make rides out of it? Can can we make a bouncy castle that is a giant testicle? Yeah. <laughs> I've already decided, yes. <laughs> yes, we can. So, look. Look, listener. We stopped it being a running Westworld gag. Yeah, now it's just, now it's just a testicle Now gag. it's just a giant fucking nut. So anyway, welcome to Podquisition. Welcome to Podquisition. It's a it's a video game podcast, ostensibly. Yeah. In theory, yeah, not necessarily essentially. No, just sort of uh, as a through line. Yeah, yeah. If anything, we're well, we're just sort of one of those old flat cap pubs, aren't we? Mm. Where you can go in for a pint of bitter at lunchtime. And there'll be an old fella there with grey mutton chops and a flat cap and a stick. Ranting and raving about microtransactions. The video game chat is the the B story. It's you know it's going on in the background. We'll come back to it every now and then. Yeah, but it's mostly about come. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, so there's some video gamey newsy things that I'm just going to. I call this a comcast, but I'm in a legal battle with a certain ISP. Sorry. Uh, video gaming newsy things to throw at you. Yeah. I got I got some things that happened this week. 
Uh, you know that Xbox Series X, the, the new Xbox is coming out this year. The big fancy Xbox. The big fancy Xbox. I can't, I'll tell you what, Laura. Yeah. I can't wait to play Halo Infinite <gasps> oh. on it when it launches later this year. Funny you should mention that, Jim. Is it? <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, we do, we, we still don't know how much the, the Series X is going to cost or exactly when it's coming out. We know it's coming out in November at some point, apparently now. $50. <laughs> I, I hope you're correct, Jim. Uh, Plus VAT. It'd be the biggest selling console in history. I'd buy it for $50. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, but yeah, everyone was like, ah, oh, Halo Infinite, that's going to be the fucking launch title. That's the thing to sell consoles. Everyone wants their fucking Halo. Yeah, can't wait. That's that's not coming out at, at, at launch. It's been delayed oh, no. to next year. What? I'm very sorry, Jim. Oh, what? No. You're not going to be able to play as Mr. Halo shooting his Halo gun oh, at the Halos. Holy shit. Mm. Oh, Halo. I love Master Chief's adventures in the space. In space. Shooting grunts and I can't name another Halo enemy right now. I shot a grunt last night. Something, something, a food <laughs> that I ate uh. that would produce the poo. The yeah, gr- the so- grunty poo. <laughs> what do you think so- about that? <laughs> so right now, I've had a look. I don't know what Microsoft has when this console launches to go. Is the game that you're going to play? Well, they don't have bug snacks, do they? No, nah, not at launch. New. No, the PlayStation Five has bug snacks. Yeah, yeah. And bug snacks has a song. So yeah. So that's that's one thing. At launch, yeah. we at least know something of what's going to be playable on the PS5. It's, it's going to be that Spider-Man Miles Morales. You're going to have your the Astro Bot, your Bug Snacks, probably. Yeah. I mean, I said I said ages ago, but I I think it's I think it's mayhem that they are launching <laughs> the the Xbox Series X and the PS5 this year. With everything going on. Now, I'm not necessarily saying they're going to fail. I'm sure there are, you know, there's still plenty of people with money knocking about. Um, but there's also plenty of people that f- fucking don't. So I just, I, and then on top of things like seeing Halo get delayed, it's, it's bold. Yeah, I'll- I'll I, give them that, and I think it's a it's a big gamble. Yeah, I will say for the Halo delay, like their their statement basically boiled down to, look, COVID has affected our workflow, and we yeah. don't want to fucking crunch everyone into oblivion to get this game ready for launch. And I hope not. That's a hell of a thing to do with like your flagship title you're trying to sell consoles with. Mm-hmm. That's like that's that's not a decision you make lightly. And I mean, I've got to have some respect for that for being willing to to not rush and force it out just to hit launch if that's a genuine sincere sentiment um then that is a heck of a statement i i have to imagine it is because i can't see any other reason that you would you would let your big launch title slip out of launch and it's not as though they can't you know they've been they're kind of pot committed to releasing the console this year I at mean, this point, I think, if if for no other reason than all of the other connected parts that go into a console launch, all of your third party relationships and things like that, it's a big domino thing. Yeah, they can't do anything about that at this yeah. point. I think, and that's kind of unfortunate for them. Uh, but like, 
I, and, and I don't want to be like American centric on, you know, this console launch su- success, because who knows, maybe it will do very well in Europe. Um, but the bigger market for Xbox, I think, has always been North America. Hmm. And we are about to experience a massive eviction housing crisis in this country yeah. that is going to overshadow everything and it's going to start hitting in september and october it's not a good time to be trying to sell high-end luxury goods like we're looking at it and thinking oh it's bad it's a bad idea to launch a console now but wait two more months Mm. oh god yeah it's only gonna get worse so and yeah yeah i mean it's it i feel i do feel some sympathy for the people who have put in a lot of time and effort and energy even if i don't necessarily think we need new consoles right now either yeah i i will say that i think this happening to microsoft is less harmful than it would have been if this had happened to sony uh going into this next generation because microsoft has been very light look you can keep your old Xbox. We're not going to rush you to buy the new thing right this second. You know, everything's going to run on the old, the old box. Sony has gone much more in on this is the new generation. Buy the new thing. Get the new thing. The new thing is important. I think if they'd had like their major launch day title get pushed back to next year, I think it would have been a bigger problem for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on on that front, just another thing. At some point, Microsoft has to announce a thing that we... It's not been officially announced, but we know it exists. Um, The Microsoft Series X, which is their, like, smaller, cheaper... Sorry, S. S. Yes. As opposed to the X. It is, like... Imagine if you cut the Series X in half and we're like, here you go. It's it's the next-gen box, but it's oh, it's not as powerful. It's the, the entry-level one. If you cut the Series X in half, wouldn't it be the Series V? Oh. <laughs> um, so this thing has been rumoured for ages, and a bunch of retail stores this week just started selling Xbox Series X controllers months and months and months before the console launches. And the the instruction booklets inside go, oh yeah, this also works with the Xbox Series X, which hasn't been announced. So that announcement has to be imminently incoming. It'll probably come day and day. I imagine it will, but it's weird that, like, apparently they're launching the X in November, and they haven't talked about, like, hey, we have a cheaper SKU that's probably going to undercut the PS5. Wasn't that the whole point of calling it Xbox Series, though? Wasn't that mm-hmm. the, yeah, the suggestion yeah. was they're going to have a line? Because, I mean, I've been waiting to hear about this line. So, yeah, I guess hopefully they're close to... We're so close to this stuff. Yeah, that's the thing that's baffling. For God's sake. If this thing's coming out in November, you should probably tell us about the cheaper variant of it. I don't know. (laughs) I think the world has just changed so much in the course of the last six months that they they don't know what the fuck to do. My my current theory is that they're waiting for, for PlayStation to announce the PS5 price, and then they're going to announce their Series S price to undercut it and go, right, but fucking Sony's over here just like, oh God, what the fuck do we do? Yeah, <laughs> this... I, I think that's it. So whatever price Sony goes in with, Microsoft can go, ah, oh, well, we've got a budget version that's cheaper than that. Oh, We're yeah. the cheapest place to get on next gen, but we've also got the most powerful option if you want it. Ugh. They're doing like a duel at high noon. <laughs> <sighs> and it'll be... The, there, you, you will probably find out about this within 24 hours. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the strategy. You'll know within a day that the Series S exists. 
I, I imagine that's the case. I think within a day of the PS5 price, we'll know that the Series S exists. This is all acknowledging that there's always a chance it could be confirmed between now and when this podcast's posted. Oh, of course. Oh, Just to be really annoying. We, we record on Wednesdays, and every company loves Thursdays yeah. as a day to announce shit. Nintendo Directs are always Thursdays, State of Plays are always Thursdays, everyone fucking loves a Thursday announcement. Watch this, though, right? I'm going to beat the system. Yeah. Oh, it was announced. <laughs> there we are. Oh, we'll just leave it that- at that. Ah, that was a really cool announcement. There we go. Oh, okay. It it was the things. I don't know. Seemed like more of the same bullshit to me, but whatever. (laughs) Well, video games, come on. Yeah. So what's everyone played this week? Video stupid. Video stupid games? Um, I played some some of the games. You played several games this week. I I played a bunch of games this week. I played, um... Oh, I got... Uh, Xbox Game Pass. Oh! And so now I have this broad vista of... Duke Game Pass is it? What a fancy... What a fancy baron you are today with your pants pulled up high, all the way up to your nipples. Yeah, that $1.99, it was a tough bite for (laughs) that first month uh, (laughs) buy-in, but... Uh, And it's been... I'm, I'm pleased. Yeah. You know, the library's good. It's solid. Yeah. 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 And that's sort of been what I've done is like, oh, I'll try that. And some stuff that I'd had my eye on, just not gotten around to. And, um, so I played uh, Forager, which is a, a like a sprite art, you know, very oh, kind of yeah. casual crafting game focused on gathering and, and later farming. This this is the one with the cute sort of like uh, white um, it looks like the guy with Fez without the Fez. Yeah, like a sort of curved rectangle face. Very cute little character design. Yeah, yeah, it's very cute. And, and all of the visual elements of it are very cute. And it's got some pretty good music. And, you know, you start with this one sort of island square. And from there, you gather resources and use it to build your first basic crafting things. And then you start to get money that you use to buy further islands out from your position and expand your area. Gives you access to new materials and gives you quests to do and, and things like that. But it's real... The the pace of it is not fast. There is some combat and it seems to scale up mm-hmm. as time passes. But not to a degree that I feel rushed to accomplish things. And there's, like, you can build defenses for your property, but it's really kind of expensive to do that in terms of resources and time-consuming and a pain in the butt. And so I haven't really gotten there yet, but it hasn't been a problem. And I don't know how... I I don't know how I like it, because it doesn't feel like it progresses um, in an enjoyable way. I'm just sort of there doing stuff, and the stuff that I feel like Mm. I should be forced to do is made more difficult to do than it probably needs to be. Uh. It's it's a game with some weird uh, design choices. Like the the one that all that, that I think about a lot is um, the upgrade tree mm-hmm. doesn't show you what's further on on that tree. And you know if if you go like ah oh, I'm not particularly interested in an upgrade I'm just not going to touch it. You might find that like three things further on that tree is like oh. That's the ability to store things in boxes that I desperately need. Well, and it, 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 the approach to re, re, you know getting skills also it 
sort of doesn't really give a full impression of what the scope is of what you're doing here and how broad it's going to get, which in some ways that can be fun. Yeah. But the way it, it works is you have a grid, you know, these little boxes and you'll purchase one and then boxes directly adjoin it, skills directly adjoining to it then appear. And so it sort of grows out in this spread and you might work your way down a path and discover one that was connected to something that you could have gotten to a little faster if you had taken a more direct route collecting skills that you had no interest in. Yeah, it doesn't give you a good sense of if I want this kind of build or to focus on this element of the experience, here's where I should be going in this tree. Yeah, and it very it's also it suffers from another element of a lot of these types of games in that you gain the ability to use or the you get the theoretical ability to access items long before you have the practical logistics to make use of them a lot of the time. And I always find that to be really frustrating and it makes me not want to bother to level up. Mm. And this sort of encourages you to do the level ups because every skill you get comes with some sort of passive benefit along with that. And then it just creates a big sprawl of crap that I can see is available for me to do on a on one level, but isn't actually really available to me in another. And it's just frustrating to look at all the stuff I'm eventually going to get to do. So, uh, yeah, it's fine. It's really cute. The music's good. Mm. Um, it, it, I, I will probably keep playing it because I just enjoy the sort of grind of these kinds of games, but it's not super compelling. Um, and, and I wouldn't, recommend it necessarily i don't think um it's fine they're they're always hard for me to talk about the ones that are just fine yeah because they're just fine it's just fine yeah oh bit of bit of mm -hmm. game news that's just shown up that i think is kind of interesting and it's probably going to be of interest to us mm. yeah so you know how like a lot of games are coming out cross-generation this gen and the whole idea for for a lot of them is going to be you buy the game on the current generation when you get the next gen console you get a fancy you know 4k 60 frames a second patch or whatever um we've started to see how publishers are going to try and monetize that upgrade purchase so remedy with control if you own control you don't get a free upgrade to the next gen version unless you purchase a new 30 dollar ultimate version of control which will which will allow you to get the upgrade for free. Cynicism all the way down. Yeah. So that's a thing for us to watch out for over the coming weeks. The 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 evolving conversation of oh no no you don't have the right version to work on the on the new console. You need to you need to buy it again so it'll upgrade for you. And of course so there'll be people out there defending it saying oh well they could have made you buy an entirely new remaster. But it's like but they've also been preening their feathers over this whole cross-generation thing. And then they pull a little stunt because, of course, they do. Yeah. It's like, am I surprised? No. Yeah, because this, this seems to be a way to get around. Like, Microsoft, as a statement, tried to, uh, tried to say to developers, we do not want you on Series X to charge people for next-gen upgrades to the game. And it seems like the reasoning here is, oh, Control isn't doing that. Control doesn't have a next-gen uh, upgrade. Control Ultimate Edition does have a next-gen upgrade, and that's free with Control Ultimate Edition. Well, that's just happened. I've not had a look at it yet myself, so I'll refrain from saying too much. 
Um, I mean, I've already just did dump all over them. <laughs> I'll just say, you know, far be it for the, for me to uh, distrust the publisher of Payday 2. Mm. You know, like this should not be that surprising. Yeah. Um, if, if you're going to find a, a publisher that, that's going to creep in on that kind of monetization, it's 505. Yes. Also, I've just read further into it. Um, there is literally no option to upgrade the regular version. You can't like pay a fee to get the upgrade on your regular version the only option is buy the new ultimate edition for 30 quid yeah so yeah it's a new fucking 30 dollars my god it's a new version of the game so they're technically not charging you for an upgrade it's such a slippery that's the thing. It's just fucking slippery. Well, and now is that is that $30 version only going to be available to people who already own the original? Yeah. Or will everybody just be able to buy a 4K version of Control for $30 on Everyone everyone can just go buy that 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 new version for $30. You know, it sucks that they're not offering the upgrade. That- it sucks for people who bought that game at launch. Yes. And are like, oh, you don't get to have it on next gen because you bought it too early. Yep. That does suck. I'm in that camp. However, 30 bucks for control is a good deal. It is. It is. It just, it sucks that they're doing a thing that screws over the people that bought into their game early. Yes. 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 I, I, I still, still shaking my finger at it. Well, that's just... That's just par for the course lately. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's not even lately. Early adopters have always gotten the shaft. Yeah. Um, don't buy it launch is a thing a lot of people say. But we we had recently the whole uh, Spider-Man in Marvel Avengers yeah. uh, being exclusive to the PlayStation platform. And, and I'm trying to currently reframe the conversation because they always announce it's an exclusive. So I try to, uh, going forward, I'm, I'm trying to announce them as exclusions because when they are proud to announce that Spider-Man's coming to the PlayStation, they also should be made to say, it's not coming to Xbox and PC, but we're charging you the same amount of money, you suckers. Yeah. And that's what they should be forced to say. And they should be forced to say you suckers as well. That is a very fair way to frame it. They should be forced to stew in their own <laughs> contempt. And it, it will just, it, it just puts to bed the myth that capitalism is all about competition, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it, well, it is. It's about starving the competition to death and then stomping its head in. Right. Competition doesn't breed more options. What competition does is it breeds consolidation. It breeds withholding to increase the value, the perceived value of your product. And I don't know how any American who's dealt with the broadband situation here doesn't understand that. Yep. Yep. Doesn't understand what happens when companies get what they want and carve out their unchallenged little de facto monopolies. Their little fiefdoms. It's not about competition. It's about making sure you have yeah. no choice. On that note, Jim... You you played some of that Avengers oh, yeah. that Avengers game this week. I I played some of it as well. Yeah. How did you find it? Well, here's the thing. I was I was I've been saying this week that the PC and Xbox versions should get a discount just because they've been told up front they're getting less content. But I think the whole game should be discounted. 
I know it's a beta, but it's out bloody soon, and it's fucking shite. I've had some fun with its so linear story sections with their big nonsense uh, set-piece action moments. I've had some fun with it, but it's still shite. My, my general takeaway right now is, oh, when this game is being like a linear action spectacle yeah yes it's, it's pretty it's pretty fun oh yeah the first 10 minutes was fun yeah i just don't enjoy the sections where it's trying to be it's it's trying to be destiny well that's all of it i mean yeah <laughs> it looks to me like they made a demo of a game that 10 years ago would have been that first mission in that game the demo everyone saw and then a publisher got hold of it executives had a look and said right fuck that I'll keep it as an introductory mission if you want, but have you silly little sods played Anthem yet? Yeah. Sit your asses down. Even on console, make sure that the menu selection screen uses a mouse cursor <laughs> yes, so we can. Yes. That way, we'll trick them into thinking we've done a live service because they're that fucking stupid. Uh. The first mission. Feels like an old school throwback to a, you know, an, what an old licensed action game would be. For good or ill. Good and ill. There's good and, and bad to that. Yeah. But it's like the fact there are QTE sections and stuff in that first thing. That so far, at least in any of the beta levels, hasn't shown up. Yeah. Because they're two different games. I'm convinced. They're two different games. They, they, they basically are. And like... You know what the thing that keeps standing out to me about uh, about what makes them feel so different is that when you're playing those sort of linear story sections, it is a power fantasy. It is about kicking everything's ass and being the badass superhero. And as soon as you get into the Destiny style bits, it's oops, everything's a damage sponge. We're going to have to have 10 of us wail on it for 20 minutes to fucking take it down. It's so pathetically unimaginative yeah. that it is just ticking all the boxes of looter shooters, up to and including the fact that every single character has ranged attacks, whether it makes sense or not, and vice versa. Yeah, as soon as you hit those those uh, those online multiplayer sections, it's like, oh, I don't feel powerful anymore because... Everything I'm fighting is stronger than the literal God of Thunder or whatever. Yeah, and it's got one of those tiresome power systems for progress where you just, you end up not giving a shit about anything you're picking up, any of the loot and that, because you're just trying to raise your power level higher. That's all it boils down to. It's the kind of shit it borrows from trashy mobile games, which I've been, because I got a new phone to test it out. I had a look, I finally had a look at that Raid Shadow Legends. Oh, how, how, how great was it, Jim? Oh yeah, it's just another fucking one. It's just another fucking one with a bigger marketing budget. Anyone trying to tell you it's something special has, I mean, in most cases, literally been paid to do it. If you've never played it, uh, the game will literally play itself. You can just yeah. press a button and it will play itself. It is, there is no game. And you could speed it up. Yeah. You could press it two times, three times. I played Marvel Strike Force and Marvel Strike Force is exactly the same as Raid Shadow Legends and all the other, um, whatever they call them, collector RPGs or what. There's some name for them. And it's, it's just, it's just collecting little character models and making numbers on them go higher and there's nothing else to it and you can see where the marvel's avenger game where crystal dynamics was trying to make a good good solid straightforward action game based on the avengers and then it got all executive 
and twisted and had its bones broken to fit into this live service mold. And it's so pathetic in how it doesn't try to do anything different. The loot feels the same. The power leveling feels the same. The mission structures, it's just ripped out of a of a baby's first live service looter game. I feel so vindicated in my initial impressions after seeing that game at E3 when it first showed up. Where I was like, this looks really cool. Oh, live service. Fuck. Oh, it was a total suspect. Yeah. The moment they said live service, I was done. Yeah, yeah. And having played it, like, I don't care about those bits of it. I just want a linear single player superhero yeah. game. I mean I was gonna I, I was giving the game more of a benefit of the doubt than than it deserved because I thought, okay, how are they gonna make the the kind of game we saw at presentations into how are they gonna justify turning that into a live service game? And the answer was they didn't. They just stopped doing that <laughs> And then was <laughs> Destiny slash Anthem. Oh, we'll get we'll get back to that in a bit. And I'm going to compare it more to Anthem because it feels like a cheap knockoff of a cheap knockoff. Um, that goes right down to the character designs that many people have criticised and quite rightly because they're not original, but they're not the MCU, so they genuinely do look like knockoffs or just just a bad cover version of the Avengers. And it's and then this is before we get into just how uproariously tacky the whole thing is and how primed for monetization it is. Yeah. It's and, and and on top of that, I couldn't get into an online game hardly in the beta. It was buggy as hell. The combat, while basically fun, it's basically fun to zip around as Black Widow. For some reason, I I, I found her gameplay uh, the most interesting. While it, uh, and the others are fun as well. Like like Miss um, Marvel was a lot of fun. Uh, Ms. Marvel's really good. The big big fisty bumps are really good. Um, I mean, all of them feel decent if samey, weirdly samey. Um, despite there being that baseline quality of fun and really good uh, sound effects to make uh, all the hits feel really good. It's such a mess outside of that. The camera goes everywhere. Characters and effects are flying all over the place. I barely know what's going on. Moves do not feel all that responsive. The defensive moves are shit. Like the the attacks feel really good, but dodging and blocking and countering all feel stodgy and, and gunked up. It's a technical shit show. Uh, looks, I mean, it's it's coming off the back of Ghost of Tsushima. It's hard to, to say this game wowed me. But coming off the back of Fall Guys, which at least is colourful and bold and original looking, looks better than this murky, grey, washed out, cheap Avengers knockoff. That just, it's so uninspired and it feels so drab. And I don't know how you manage that. Um, it, it looks like it took cues from sort of what the, the DC films do to their comic book heroes, uh, but applied to Marvel. It's just drab and, and dark and grim. And I and, and it is frustrating because you can see at the heart of it where they've tried mm. to make a good game. I don't think I don't think everyone who worked on this game had cynicism in mind, but I think the game's been drowned in it, and it's. I, I was already barely interested in the game. After playing the beta, my interest is purely professional. And I went back to Fall Guys. Uh, Comrade, what else you played? Uh, well, I, uh, I played, um, my friend Pedro. Ooh. Oh, that's such a fun game. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does sound convinced. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, it's very fun. Um, it, it, I get, I want to watch somebody really good at it play it. That's what I want. Like, I think it's going to be uh, when GDQ rolls around. Yes. And somebody's got a My Friend Pedro run. I will be right there for it. Uh, <laughs> but maybe not for me. Um, I'm just really, really bad at it. And I think part of that is the way they have the control scheme set up with the uh, the left analog being the only option for movement. Um, yeah. And that because I I'm falling into roles all the time that I don't mean to be in. Mm-hmm. And you're vulnerable in a role, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You're not dodging in a role. Uh, dodge is a different button. Um the complexity of the maneuvers that you can perform is awesome. And in the hands of somebody who isn't old and has stupid fingers, uh, is probably really, really cool, <laughs> but, um, a little too frantic for me. Um, yeah, I couldn't get on with it myself. Yeah. I, I, I recognize that. I, I think some people are going to fucking love this if they haven't mm-hmm. played it. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, on, on your note of the, the controls, I personally find it controls a lot better on PC because you have distinct individual buttons for your movement yeah. directions, which is a lot easier to not fuck up. And then you've got the mouse for uh, for for pointing properly. Yeah, and I'm playing it on PC, but I just hate using mouse and keyboard so much that if the option is there, I don't. I'm I'm usually that person. For yeah. my friend Pedro, I would say give it a try on mouse and keyboard it is a game that benefits from it yeah overwatch was designed for a mouse and keyboard don't care i'm still gonna play on controller i know (laughs) yeah yeah sometimes i will go out of my way to make games specifically only playable on keyboard into playable on controller because i hate a keyboard so much i'm so tired i meant to say it was designed for a controller I hate keyboard and mouse in 99% of cases. I will try and avoid it wherever possible. It's mostly just painful. Yeah. Just hurts my wrists. I play with a controller and then just revel in the fact it annoys people because they see button (laughs) prompts in my videos as controller button prompts and they lose their shit. (laughs) And so I I tell them that I play Overwatch with a controller just to annoy them. But the truth is I I just like playing on a controller. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same. Controller squad, woo! Yeah. What else you play, Laura? Ah, <laughs> uh, what have I been playing? I tried to play a bunch of games from the uh, the itch.io uh, bundle for racial justice and equality. Mm-hmm. I'm still digging through that list of thousands of games. Um, I mean, you could spend the rest of your life, I reckon, going through that by the end of what it was. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to make a. Po- I'm trying to make a point of every week, you know, trying to at least dive into a little bit of three or four games from it just to get a sense of them. Uh, there's one that's really on my radar. I, it's, there's only a demo currently up for it, but the demo has me very interested. Uh, it's called Ring of Fire, and it is a detective mystery set in a version of London that is clearly a little bit future London. Everyone's got, like, masks they use to obscure their identity. It's kind of an interesting uh, setting. But the thing that got me really interested about it is it's a detective game that you know, while you have different um, locations to visit and you can sort of mouse around to click on things and look for clues, 
it kind of functions like her story uh, or something like Return of the Obra Dinn in that it is very much about making your own notes and like jotting down any time like a name or a place or anything that seems useful comes up. Uh, the game definitely doesn't spoon feed that information to you and you're primarily doing things like you've got access to a police database so you can start looking up um people's names, uh, you can start looking up uh, addresses, locations, in order to then search those locations in your sat-nav and then, ah, I've unlocked a new place that I can start looking for clues. It's a lot of trying to pick what is the important information here that I should be following up on, follow those threads and try and explore the, the mystery that way. It really, really reminded me of something like her story in the best kind of way. Mm-hmm. The demo that is currently up is is pretty short, like I'm I'm pretty confident I completed it in like 30, 40 minutes, but um, I am very interested to see where this goes as full game because it's well written. They do a really good job of balancing how secretive to be about what is a clue and what isn't. Like, it's not overly obtuse. There were things I missed, and then I went back and reread text and was like, oh, of course that's a fucking thing I could investigate. Oh, yeah, I think it's it looks really promising. It's got a really nice cell shaded art style, the music's really nice in it. Well worth well worth checking out the demo for. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Conrad? What else have you been playing? Uh, okay, so I, uh, I... I'm really tired of all the, like, Nazis, right? Yeah. The Nazis yeah. everywhere. And Nazis it, are the worst. And it's really frustrating that so many Nazis are just, like, either in denial or deflective of their Nazidom. <laughs> hey, listeners... Listeners, you got Westworld come and this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, yeah, every once in a while, I like a dip into just some really obvious over-the-top Nazis, like we all want our Nazis really to be. Here is a Nazi with a swastika on their arm. Why not shoot them in the face? Right. Yeah. There was that tweet going around this past week that was like, say something you remember from video games to show your age, but someone, you know, young wouldn't understand. And I... I I was too late to jump in and say, well, I remember when, when you could just have out-and-out Nazis Mm. and shoot them, and people wouldn't say, stop virtue signaling. That wasn't controversial. (laughs) God, I can't believe that it's virtue signaling to shoot Nazis. Right. (laughs) The fuck? Pandering. When I play Wolfenstein games, I play them on easy mode so that it's as easy as possible for me to shoot Nazis and to kill them all and to be power fantasy of a world where all the Nazis are dead. Yeah, well, you would do that, you casual. You cheated not only the game, but yourself. <laughs> yeah, and I cheated my way to a world without Nazis. So who's the real winner? Well, I'm the winner because I'm a gamer. And it's not because I have no life. It's because I choose <laughs> to have many. <laughs> so, yeah. Rise up. Oh. Gotham is yours. Played Wolfenstein 2. New Colossus is good. Like shooting Nazis. Yeah. It's, it's fun to shoot Nazis. Uh, I only got lost once so far in an environment. Right. And on the sub, yeah. Yeah, got turned around real good, but it's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Actually, I find I am having a much easier time getting around in this than I did when I tried to play Doom. Mm. So, yeah. there's that. And Doom was like, everything's like, oh, it just propels you forward all the time. Yeah, sure, up until a point. <laughs> until there's nowhere to propel anymore, and you're like, all right, which way do I go? Now, look who wants to be spoon-fed. Damn right. Yeah. Yes, I do. I want to be spoon-fed. Save work for my arms. <laughs> yes, th- I came to you for entertainment. Entertain me. Ca- ca- casual? Yep. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Casual games are fun. They sure are. But you played something, Laura, on your list here that I, I don't think it, it's not. It's decidedly not casual. Uh, which thing are you referring to? Are you referring perhaps to Quadrilateral Cowboy? That is the one that I'm referring to. Yeah. Yeah. So I started playing Quadrilateral Cowboy, which again is in the uh, the 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 Itch.io bundle. So the simple way of putting that game is it is a game about doing a bunch of heists where you have to do hacking to do the heists and it very gradually builds up the sort of hacking language you have to keep sort of held in your head. It starts very simple. Initially, it's things like, there's a door. It's labeled door five. I want to open door five. So I'll type door five dot open. Maybe in brackets, I'll put a number and that's how many seconds it'll be open for. Uh, That progresses to maybe like, okay, well, I need to turn both these cameras off at once and they can't be off for more than three seconds or an alarm will raise. So I'll do that code with three seconds, semicolon that code with three seconds, uh, and then sort of have to activate it at exactly the right time so that something goes past the lasers in that three second window. I've been having a lot of fun with it. It it definitely it definitely increases in complexity as you play it, but I th- I think it does it in a really nice gradual way that I very much appreciated. If you fuck up and raise an alarm, at least in the earlier sections of the game, the game doesn't go like, okay, you fucked up, you start the whole fucking thing over again. Generally, its punishment is, look, we're gonna, you set an alarm off, we're gonna, we're gonna add 10 minutes to the timer that says you took 10 minutes longer than you did, so you're gonna have a really shitty, uh, like, finishing time. But you can keep progressing if you want. You don't have to stress about it if you don't want to. If you really want it, there's a there's a no clip option for I can't fucking get past this bit. I'm just going to clip through a wall. And there, there we go. I'm, I'm past that bit now. But yeah, I really enjoy the aesthetic of the game um, with its sort of cardboard crafted people. Everyone's sort of very rectangular blocky. That's always a fun look in a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it felt very... The tone of it felt very much like something like jazz punk. But Ooh. for hacking, yeah, it was it's it, it's hacker jazz punk, yeah, and I very much enjoy that as a as an aesthetic and tone. I remember when Blendo first started talking about it and showing it, uh, and I think I I checked it out at a, an indie mega booth somewhere or something like that, and it's interesting because you are using a command line interface yeah. to execute all of these commands and that's something that you don't see there is sort of a a teaching of the logic of programming that yeah. exists through this that i thought was kind of interesting that's it it's 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 less like here is actionable programming language but more like here's how to get you into thinking how you should be organizing code right and how you should be laying things out in a logical way that you can come back to. Yeah, it's yeah, it's certainly not teaching you programming so much as it is teaching you sort of the basic concepts that underlie programming. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. It's it's things like how do you how do you direct what you want uh what what is the subject of this line of code? Uh, what is the action we're doing to it? What v- uh, variable are we applying to that action? Uh, how many actions are we doing as like as one single action? It's it's those kind of logical steps of how you put together code. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's a real nice game. Um, if you've got that that itchio bundle, it is definitely one of the more polished things on there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, you played anything else, comrade? Uh, I started playing The Outer Worlds. 
And that's something that I'm playing on my stream. And so I'm really only a couple hours into it. I mean, it's it's funny. Yeah. Uh, in that incredibly dark, bleak, you're paying to lease your funeral plot from the company <laughs> and suicide is destruction uh, of company property kind of ways. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to digging a little more into that. And uh, I played a uh, played another roguelike called uh, Neon Abyss. I was I was playing this a few weeks ago. Yeah. How are you, how are you finding it? It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much trying to be a side-scrolling Binding of Isaac. Like, it, it takes all of its cues of, like, how levels are structured. Yeah. Yeah. From there. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I've I've had fun with it. I like the I like the egg system. I like your little familiars that it summons up. The eggs are cool, and I liked I, I like I got a um I like the weapons the way that the, the guns mm. work. How every gun has sort of an alt mode benefit. Um, yeah, I wish the weapons felt a little more different than they do. Yeah, um, but then you know you get. Every once in a while, you'll get one that is, oh, you've got two beams that spin out from it and deal melee damage to anything it hits every time it hits it. Okay, that's kind of neat. But uh, otherwise, it just sort of seems like direct shots or lob shots. And okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'll unlock more and there will be more variety as time goes on. But it's definitely like it doesn't start with the kind of variation that, say, yeah, this binding of Isaac's the easy comparison, but that definitely feels more varied when you start it. Yeah. And like, I've, I've stuck with Neon Abyss a, a fair bit, and it, it definitely does feel like as you go, you do start unlocking those things that have more varied bullet patterns, but it, it takes a bit of time. Yeah, it's a bit of a grind. And, yeah. you know, and it's got that sort of skill tree unlock thing, which is fine, but I look at the list of unlocks, and I'm like, nothing here seems particularly compelling or useful. Yeah. What am I doing? So, but I'll keep at it for a bit, I'm sure, because yeah. I, I need to have one of those things that I'm just sort of yeah. working through in the background. I'll probably keep up with it. It's not bad. It, it it has gotten better as I've gone on with it, but it definitely, like, it it doesn't make a, the best first impression. Yeah. Yeah. But, yep, but that's, yeah. that's it so far this week. Uh, I played one other thing that... Um, it's a very small thing from that itch bundle. It's called Dawn Dusk Dream Sewer. Um, it's very short. Tonally, the best way I can describe it is: Did either did did either of you play Catherine? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, every time you finish a level in Catherine, and you find all of the men who are sheep and are having a bit of an existential nightmare crisis. Sure. What if you gave them psychedelics while they were having a real bad time and they had a real Real bad trip. You shouldn't do that. In that headspace. Uh, it's you descending through levels of this world where all you're doing is talking to creatures who are having, like... It is it is literally the psychedelic equivalent of the Catherine men are having a very bad time being sheep dialogue. And you talk to them enough and then you're allowed down the steps into the next level of this this descent into what seems to be a cult dedicated around... A, a god of sludge and you have to decide do i want to give myself into the god of sludge and it's maybe 10 minutes long and i don't it's it's not great it's 10 minutes of very depressed 
philosophizing, but none of it's like as interesting as it thinks it is. As you don't really do any gameplay and go down a ladder and find someone else who also is like, ah, oh, woe is me, the sludge. Ah, uh, everything is so dark and and poisonous and everything is depressing here. Ah. Sounds normal. It's got a pretty. It's it's got a pretty art style. Lots of nice use of color. That's about best thing I can say for it. You played more Fall Guys, didn't you, Jim? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Is you and, you and Conrad had passed the conversational baton back and forth so much. I wasn't sure if you hadn't noticed or, is it, or if I'd done something to offend you. Oh, it was not that you'd done something to offend. It's that you only had two things, so I thought maybe we spread them I out. Because me and Conrad had had a bunch of shit to get through. No, my, my social anxiety is such, I thought... I don't know. <laughs> oh no! If I've I'm done very something sorry. wrong, Jim, Jim, I'm very sorry. I wanted you to have something to look forward to later in the show, where you'd get to be like, "Oh, I get to talk again." Well, all I do is look forward to playing Fall Guys. It's real good. It's a little bean. <laughs> it's just a little bean. I am still sad about the monetization, but I, I, every now and then, I feel like I have to bring it up because otherwise, people think I'm shilling for the thing just because I like something. <laughs> And such is my reputation. Despite me saying things that I like, you know, when I see them, my reputation is such that when I like something a lot, people think like I'm on the make or something, <laughs> or that I'm easily forgiving bad things. That was one I got the other day. It was just you seem very forgiving of this. I'm like, no, I can I can love a thing and and still just not forgive something that I find egregious in it. It was how I felt about uh, Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare, Garden Warfare Two especially. I absolutely loved, but they whacked microtransactions in it after it came out. So, you know. It's off the game of the year list at the end. That's my big policy. And mm. that the same will have to apply to Fall Guys, which is a shame, because I'm having an absolute bloody blast with it. It's very fun. And I might do a video on just how clever it is. I think from, from the most creative to the most cynical aspects of that game, it's fucking clever. Yeah. And they took the Battle Royale concept and they did something smart with it and fresh with it. With an aesthetic that is universally inoffensive. It it is so easy to lose multiple hours to this game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That that whole just one more try oh, I keep getting to the fifth round. I keep getting to the final round. Oh, I I can, I can get a win if I just keep just a bit longer. I've been winning quite a bit. I'm really pleased with it. It's rare that I find a competitive game that I think I'm decent at. Like I'm not brilliant, but I'm I'm pretty Pretty, like, I, f I fancy my chances a lot of the time, even if I don't make it. But I consistently get to the last round, and I've won a, quite a few times. I'll, I'll consistently end up in, like, top top five. I'll, I'll get within, you know, grasping distance of the win reasonably yeah. often. And, and, like, I'm never that good at games. Never! So I'm, I'm delighting in that. Um, and I just, the, the character design is so straightforward. And yet so endearing. And I, I just hate that if they'd have just sold stuff as DLC, if they'd have just made it free to play or something, I'd be a lot more in on, on the customization 
Um, luckily, I have played a shit ton. So when something comes on the store, I can just not spend more money on it. Yeah. Um, I say more money. I mean, I got it through PS Plus. So it's, you know, up to you how much money has been paid for it. You know, I, I stopped shy of calling it free per se. It's part of the service. You know, it's, it's just such a... I'll tell you what, if they... I say if. Once they start selling those little fucking beans and you can get them in shops. Yeah. There's going to be one on my bloody desk. <laughs> but I've got a bunch of crowns now. I think like 16. Ooh, fancy. And I had 16 yesterday, but then I spent a couple. Then I got 16 again. Um, what happened yesterday that I bought? Oh, they had a gradient. I couldn't pass that up. <laughs> they had a gradient for two of the little things you get for winning the game. And it... I, they'd had little patterns. I got a spooky pattern and then I got a gradient. I'm saving up all of the little things I've earned for Halloween. If I'm still playing this by October, I'm going to want the shit out of all the spooky things. If they put a pumpkin anywhere near one of those little boo bars, right? That's it. <laughs> that's oh. literally it for me. I'm. It's over. God. You can't put a pumpkin near a boo bar yeah. and not expect me to... To just be transfixed like a Toriador on a nice painting. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the one level that, like, I consistently feel like I, I do the best at as a fifth round, I'm a big fan of the one with the hexagons, where they fall out from under you. Oh, hexagon is, is real fun. Yeah, yeah. Be careful about anyone sort of criticising you for playing that wrong. Because I don't like the jump strat. Oh, is this the people that tell you off for doing... Oh, uh, yeah. I've, I've done both. I think both are viable. Uh, the jump strat is very good, yeah. but I don't like jumping from thing to thing, and I feel awkward doing it, and I feel like I mess up less. I'll do it sometimes in a pinch, yeah. but generally I, I just like tear on, tear around. I tend, I tend to try and stay, like, one row in from the outside and do sort of sort of loops in, and when I reach a point where I can't keep doing that, yeah, I'll start doing the jump strat. Yeah. I like to make little holes to get people and stuff like that. <laughs> like I, yeah. I play it quasi aggressive, just sort of trying to survive. But then anyone I come near, like I'll try and undercut them. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty decent at that. I mean, I, 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 I'm pretty decent at all of them except oh, there's one that I'm really not all that good at. I'm no, I'm no good at winning the 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 fifth round when it's here's the crown at the top of the hill. Ah, it's. It's hit and miss. It's 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 really dependent on your positioning in the pack how that one's going to go. It can feel more hopeless more quickly than the other ones. Yes. It it feels like you have a lot less ability to claw back a win. Yeah. But it is nonetheless a very satisfying win when you do. Oh god, yeah. It is very good to grab the crown especially especially if someone gets there before you and they fuck up. The amount of people that like shoot too early because the crown's going up and down winning that through patience is is always fun um the best map i'm at the best i'm at, at a map I, i'm not making that sentence work today is the the dizzy heights with all the spinny plates i love the spinny plate one. Oh yeah i like the spinny plate one and i don't like the fruit one. Uh, i i the, the fruit one i i suck at i despise it it's hard to even say whether you're good or bad at it. That one is yeah. perhaps the most random. Yes, it's it's. I never feel like my losses are because I didn't wasn't doing well. Yeah, and I will die on the hill of saying the team games are good, although I almost expect them to take them out and make them their own thing, or at the very least, take the football one out. Yeah, 
Um, or at the very least, don't 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 put the 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 yellow egg that's worth four points in the football one because that can really fucking lopside a match real fucking quickly. It can, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like the one with the floor falling falling out from under you. I oh, love the, the sort of t- yes, the the tension of trying to be just near enough the front to be like. Where are we going? We go- we're going? We're going? <laughs> it's a real good one. People just jostling each other to find the false tiles and using each other to find the right path. Everyone's trying to, like, can I push you onto that tile and stay, like, third back in the row? <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's it's one of those games that you can watch it for a moment and instantly get what's going on and get into watching yeah. it, which, of course, makes the eSports side of it and the live streaming yeah. is perfect for that. The only reason I haven't been streaming it is because the server woes were happening, but it seems to have stabilised out now. It's, stable. it's running better than the fucking Avengers beta did from a far bigger yeah. company that should have expected it. The last couple of days I've had no problems getting into games so i might i might stream it soon i'm looking forward to getting into streaming full guys actually i um yeah right now i, I was just waiting to get my my proper workspace up and running um mm. get some get the reverb dealt with once i do that i'm looking forward to it because i just i'm playing it a lot and i keep uh saving victories and posting them on twitter just for the you know the sheer desperate need for validation of it all but yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it very much, and I think it's... I, I admire it as a product, I'll tell you that much. From a design standpoint, right up to the more cynical elements. Yeah. Everything about it, aside from the monetization, which I find disappointing, everything about it as, as, as a marketing thing, it's just... They, they nailed it. And I haven't seen something this nailed in a long time. Yeah. I, for a game that when it was being advertised in like the Devolver Directs and things, I just didn't give a shit about. I have gotten real into it now. It's out. Yeah, I was like mildly intrigued. Yeah. I thought the things were cute. I was like, those are cute little things and I'll play it because of those. But I wasn't prepared. That, and, and I got with it the moment I started. Yeah. The very first time I played, I was like, wow, I instantly get this. I just needed to get my hands on it yeah. to, to understand it. So yeah, I... Um, you know, I'm sure like with many of these things, I'll get into it intensely for a while and then have to move on. But yeah. I'm in it while while I'm in it. Yeah. And it's fun to be in on the ground floor of one of these things as they blow up and actually be into it. Because I never never got into World of Warcraft uh, and all of that stuff and never got into the, the MOBAs. Uh, and, and only vaguely towards, you know, in the last couple of years, uh, played Fortnite a bit. But then again, my audience doesn't like when I cover things like Five Nights at Freddy, any of the zeitgeisty stuff, because i got a bunch of fucking pretentious hipsters watching me. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nice Ooh, to I get love, in on something way. like this when it's new as well, yeah. like whenever everyone's working it out for the first time. you got a time. couple of pretentious hipsters on this podcast with you too. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not all of us can be a salt of the earth like me. Right, exactly. Working class. But no, you you mentioned that I didn't know it was on PlayStation Plus, so now I'm downloading it and I'm going to be fall guying it up. Oh, yeah. It's it's honestly, it's a right giggle. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't have to pay for it, I'm happy to try it out. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of expect it's going to go free to play eventually anyway. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it should be. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing, right now it's selling too well on PC, it's not going to go free mm-hmm. to play. Everyone wants in, mm-hmm. all the brands want it. Also, uh, I would I would recommend people who have the option play it on PlayStation because 
there are already people working out how to hack the game on on PC so that they can run infinitely fast. They're doing their best to squash them. They're trying. Yeah. Oh, I wish I was an Oscar Mayer fall guy. I mean, yeah. Think about that hot dog. Oh, you didn't do anything with uh, them. Them brand, the brands are so horny for this game. Yeah, it'd be very good. Uh, People trying to make gaming chair costumes. Walmart wants in. Chuck E. Cheese wants in. Chuck E. Cheese actually makes a bit of sense. And why wouldn't they? I mean, they are. They're the fucking Anna pose from. Uh, Doctor Who season, well, I don't know, whatever, like the second season yeah, with yeah. you know the little, little things made from fat. Oh, yeah, they're adorable, and they they're easily modifiable. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You can slot any, you can slap any logo on that thing, right? I mean, you look at Fortnite. Oh man, you got all those complicated character models that have to have the clothing custom made for them, or <laughs> you've got this blob that we can make anything for. Yeah, you just slap it on the blob. Yeah. We'll see how it goes, because right now it's exhibiting a lot more dignity than Marvel's Avengers with its fucking slap of Horizon skin on Captain America. <laughs> oh, Jesus oh. Christ, that thing's a corporate buffet table. It really is. That's all it is. That Whatever nucleus of a sincere idea was behind that game, that's not what it's here for now. That's a payday. Mm. Yeah. The full guys, I mean... I mean, well, that's turned into a payday for those involved. Whoever, like the art department, the artists who who designed the look and feel of that game have not been, whatever it is, they've not been paid enough because they have created money. Oh, yeah. Mm. They've performed alchemy here. Yes. Yeah. Right. Is that us? That's all done. Quite literally, if they used a pencil to draw it, (laughs) if you think about it for like a second. (laughs) <laughs> just long enough to realise it's not that good what I said, but it's all right. It's not great. Oh, that's good. There we go. There you are. There, move on. What's going on? I think I think we've done everything. I think that's that's everything. Are we good. We need to thank God. It's hot under the blanket. Um, Laura, me. Some people might not be under blankets, and like, well, what about us? We need the warm embrace of your voices and your words and your other things you've done. Laura, you've got words and voices and other things you've done. I've, I've got words and voices and things. Uh, Laura K Buzz in all the places: Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. LauraKBuzz.com. Everything ends up there. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10 p.m. UK, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. I stream on Twitch. I'm currently streaming through all of Near Automata. Uh, I just got passed through what is apparently your favourite bit of that game, Jim, where there's a bunch of uh, robots pretending they're like rocking babies, and then a naked man appears, and you have to fight him. That's not my favourite bit. A lot of people were shouting it was your favourite bit. I was like, is it? I don't fucking know. I mean, it's great. Because the robots are... It is great. There are some... Yeah, well, the robots have a baby that's a man. But before that, they're rutting like hogs. Yeah, yeah. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. (laughs) He's watching these wind-up Tonka toy fucking things. Just going at it like hammer and tongs. Oh, the fuck... Yes. Yeah, there there is a couple of them just real railing it. (laughs) Going fucking at it. (sighs) And I believe there's oral. Yeah, yep, 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 there be. Uh, now, my favourite bit is, my favourite bit, my the genuine favourite bit of the game is just when you go to the, the oh, fairground yeah. area and they're all, all the robots dressed up as jesters and that uh, that sort of heavy beat version of that fairground music comes in. Yes. And then the lyrics come in and it's like, it's just such a, 
Such a real atmos to it. These little jester robots throwing confetti and stuff. It's, God, I should replay that game. Oh, I might replay that game. Yeah, I've... I've been I've been meaning to for months yes. and months and months, which is why I like for the next couple of weeks that's gonna be my Twitch streams is just replaying through Beautiful. the Automata. So Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, check out uh twitch.tv slash Laura K Buzz. Um I've got books. Uncomfortable labels, that's out now. It's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. There's things I learned from Mario's Butt, which is uh, illustrated coffee table book of silly and serious video game character butt reviews that is coming out on February 4th 2021 mm-hmm. it's starting to show up on book websites finally huzzah and there is gender euphoria which is coming out next summer it is an anthology of non-cis people's just positive nice affirming stories of good experiences they've had oh. where they felt good about themselves this is a very positive book i'm putting together that should be out next summer there's a bunch of podcasts as well pixel squirt me and mari and stacy from geek remix we talk about video game porn it's great uh there's queer and pl- queer and pleasant strangers where i talk about things that aren't exclusively video games and there's Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every season's a self-contained story. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and seven with Conrad. Oh, that's right. You are. You are on the, that thing with me. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Conrad Zimmerman. Uh, you can buy anti-capitalist propaganda from me at least as long as the U.S. Postal Service continues to function with mm. Trump's uh, crony at the head and systematically trying to destroy it by eliminating overtime for workers uh, and creating a backlog of material to ship. Uh, but you can get those at pinfultruth.com. You can also buy audiobooks from me at conradreads.com. Hey, those don't ship anywhere. Uh, you can uh, also just support me generally in the weird crap I do at patreon.com slash fistshark. And speaking of Patreons, Jim. Yes. You have a Patreon, don't you? Oh, oh my darling, you have no idea. You have no fucking clue. But you will if you go to patreon.com slash jimquisition. Or if you just watch my videos on YouTube, I mean, you don't have to pay for any of it. But as always, your support is gratefully appreciated, um, especially at the moment because, you know, YouTube continues to just... Ever since we covered the Ubisoft stuff, oh, the algorithm don't like us no more. Ubisoft, that that's a shitty company. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I don't know if anyone heard that Ubisoft spent years possibly decades uh, promoting and covering for and coddling abusers of every description. Well, we did have a story in the document about some Ubisoft news that came out. And who fucking cares? We The important yeah. part was that we had some reason <laughs> to mention. Yeah. And we don't need one. Hey, hey you know how that they, they, they've got a game that's got a male and a female character? They showed a trailer that had the woman in it three months after the same trailer had the man in it. And shortly after we found out how much Ubisoft's management hated woman characters. Yeah. And apparently, like, hey, you know the comic that's tying into that game? The woman is the the canon character, but nah, I'm not going to put her in the fucking trailer, though. Wow. Let's fucking do that. But they're a shitty company that does terrible, terrible things, and we should be focusing on that. Eve Jumeau's uh, best friends were fuckboys who get to keep their shares, so, you know. There you go. Fuck him. You know. So how big would the giant testicle be? Oh, I mean, it's got to be a diameter of at least six feet i'd say closer to 10 it depends how many robots we want to go around it and and pupate it 
Bye. All right, yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs>